Hello and welcome everybody to a Study in Games podcast, the podcast formerly known as the Little Rock Games Game of the Month Club podcast, of course from Little Rock Games. Uh, we changed our name a little bit, we're trying to streamline things, and this is our first episode with this new game uh, podcast title. And this is also the first episode of Season 4, Episode 1, and this month, for the month of July, we played Elder Scrolls Online from uh, ZeniMax Online Studios, uh, published by Bethesda Softworks. Uh, you guys may know those guys from uh, some games like Skyrim and uh, some of those other great big giant ones that you know you might have heard of. Um, so today, sitting with me is... Hi, I'm Tanner. <laughs> Olivia. I'm Robbie. And I'm Joe. And as I said, we're going to be talking about the Elder Scrolls Online, or ESO, which is what we'll probably be referring to it as from here on out. Wait, who are you? Oh yeah, uh, I'm Brad. <laughs> it was my month to pick this month, so I picked Elder Scrolls Online because I've been playing it for a few years now, and it is... We'll get into the depth of it here in a little bit, but it's one of my favorite uh, massive multiplayer experiences that I've ever had. So and that's um, sort of the theme of this season. Yes. Yeah, the theme of this this season. Thank you, Robbie. Is um, that we are picking games that mean something really special to us individually on our month to pick, and that we want to share with the other four of us and with all of you out there. Uh, they're kind of games that. We may have played ages ago and we're just wanting to bring everybody back to, or games that we play frequently now that we think the rest of us have not played. And we wanted to share those and share that experience and talk about those experiences. So, with that in mind, Elder Scrolls Online. It is a giant, massive multiplayer online game, as the name implies. Uh, it came out in April of 2014, which is a, seems like a long time ago. Um, came out on PC and Mac then. Came out later for consoles, uh, July of 2015, which was over a year later. Um, so, um, let's go around the table and talk about what you guys' first impressions and what you thought of it. Tanner. All right. So my first impressions is actually a while ago now, probably over a year since I first started playing ESO. Uh, but I had hit like a pretty long like dead period. Hadn't played it in a while. Um, so getting back into it was a little bit rough for me at first, because uh, we sort of, Olivia and I blasted through like one campaign in the game the first time we played it, so I was a little bit lost when I started. Yeah. But once I got my feet back under me, uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, MMOs or multiplayer games in general typically aren't my, my kind of thing, uh, but there's a lot to do there even without sort of the broader community elements, yeah. for sure. Yeah, Tanner already said it. We both played together like a year or so ago. We loved it. We played a little bit with Brad then, too. I begged um, you guys to, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to play. And they, yeah, we they, were his little ducklings me, following yeah. him around. <laughs> Thanks, Humble um, Bundle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I played a, a few other MMOs more extensively than Tanner has, so I have some more, like, frame of reference there. Um, but this one's really different, and it's really huge. And yeah. Yeah. and I would like to talk about this a lot more later, is that I feel like it did a good job of feeling like an Elder Scrolls game mm -hmm. as much as it is an MMO. Like, it's both of those things, but 
it really impressed me with how much it felt like an Elder Scrolls game, and that was really cool about it. So I, I've enjoyed it so far. I really enjoyed it. It was great. Um, I am, I love fantasy settings, and I have always loved MMOs, um, even though I know to stay away from MMOs because... And Brad brings you back. Right. Um, so it was really enjoyable to do that. Um, I mentioned this talking to Brad earlier. I love fantasy as a genre, but I always have this the initial feeling before I before I engage with a new thing in the fantasy genre, I think, oh, it's so generic because so much fantasy out there looks the same. But the minute that I turn the first page or like create my first character, I'm instantly hooked. And this definitely had that. I want to, in our conversation, let's yeah. make sure we circle back to why, what you know to stay away from in Massive yeah, Multiplayers. Sure. And I'm sure we might get that from <laughs> our next commenter. Oh. Joe, what do you think? Yes, so I um, have not had a lot of experience with Elder Scrolls Online or MMOs. Um, I'm not sure I've ever, I maybe have played one once before this for a few minutes. Um, and I went on a marathon surge of several days. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Hey, no problem. <laughs> and there are some things I really like, and all of them are things that are tied to the non-MMO <laughs> of this. Um, it turns out I think I just don't like other people. And so very, very having to rely on them very randomly um, is hard. And so part of it, I think, we can talk more about this, but... Part of it, I think, is that I, because I was in a rush to get some time in, I didn't have an opportunity to play with any of the other people in our little group here, which I think would have been a much, would have elevated those things for me because I would have felt like I'm sharing this task or this experience of right. beating this monster or doing this other thing. As it was, I was basically on my own, which I liked, but there were a lot of things I couldn't do unless other people were randomly participating in that. Anyway, that's, that's my initial sort of take. I'm gonna piggyback off that. It's it ironically for it to be a multi massive multiplayer game, which I've played a, a good handful of. Um, it's one of the one of the ones where you're most. It allows you to not have to rely on other people. I played this almost as a non multiplayer game. I didn't interact with a whole lot of people. I joined guilds. I I had a trader. I did all that kind of stuff. Um, in fact, I was in, in three or four guilds at a time. I think your max is five. Um, and I enjoyed that part, but really my favorite part was really what, one of my favorite parts was what Olivia said about it's a, just a huge, huge world mm -hmm. that feels connected. Like I played WoW and I played uh, Lord of the Rings online, and those are huge worlds too. But It's not close though. In my, I mean, yeah. I, I still just feel like every single time... Like it's like we said earlier, Tanner and I just we spent the entire time that we played before, which was a month of playing it almost every day for a couple hours a day, yeah. and we got through one small like one of the smaller mini expansions, yeah. Yeah. and that was it. And then we realized that like oh wait, this is just like this tiny little morsel. Yeah. yeah. And the big world aspects of it were were really sinking their teeth into me as I was like in the last couple of days. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, there's definitely a moment of, like, at first it's like, oh, yeah, I'm following my path. But yeah. then you just, there's a moment where it clicks yeah. just how huge. But this is the, and so I'm going to lay all my. Do it. All yeah. my cards out. Give it to so, us. So there's the, there's the, for certain quests, right, there's the thing of, like, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this unless someone else comes along to help. So that was, that was a little piece. So for, like, really tough monsters. That 
that actually only bothered me a little bit because I was like, well, all right. This will... The thing that I think bothered me a lot more was all of the ways that the game was designed to, or at least for me, it felt like designed to make me have to either spend some money or... So, like, I'll give you one quick example. So, within a day or so, my inventory filled up completely. Mm-hmm. A bunch of the stuff that I had was, if I wanted to sell it, would sell for no money. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah. and the most basic, like, repair pack that I could get to repair my equipment was, like, four times as much gold as I had. So, that's fine. But in a, in a non-MMO, like in a game where you spend the money and then you just get the whole game, mm-hmm. they don't, there are some of those things that just don't happen. And so for me, those are the piece, Those are the things that pull me back because as a designer, I'm thinking, well, I know why they're doing this this way yeah. so that I'll buy something that lets me have a bigger inventory or that lets me put all this stuff somewhere else. Or, but it just, as a, it just feels hollow a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, that, so that's the piece. Like I wanted all of the cool stuff with the huge world and the, the great fantasy and all the, cool, all the cool Elder Scrolls stuff, but I didn't want the bits that were like, you can't do this. Right. You this. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's really my my biggest complaint, MMO wise. I that can, might not be an MMO thing, really. I totally see that, but I have to say that in in my experience with this yeah. one and other MMOs, they do it way more seamlessly and way less intrusively in Elder Scrolls. Would you guys agree? Absolutely. Well, okay. because I because a lot of MMOs that are anywhere close to the scale of this game. You have to pay a monthly fee. Yeah. Right. Or they are constantly pushing stuff in your face with literal paywalls. They're like, you literally have to pay to have the skill to do this thing. Yeah. Whereas this one, like, you, like, it is really frustrating and it's obvious that, like, really the craft bag is the thing. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing that keeps getting me to occasionally throw in that $15 to get that month of, of premium. And, and I get it, but, like, just compared to the fact that you can buy the DLC piecemeal if you want to. Yeah. Right. That you can just avoid crafting, and then you'll almost never have an inventory problem. Because if yeah. you just break down all of the stuff that you don't want and use the bank, which is free, but you can buy inventory slots with in-game gold. You can, which is it's a lot though. It is a lot, but but it, the scale is is just because it's an MMO because you're designed to play it over a long period of time. Yeah. Whereas in like Skyrim, you could spend half like an hour trying to get the gold to get the thing, and this you have to spend like a week. Yeah, and that's yeah. just because of it's designed to be a long form. Game. Yeah, and so and that's sort of the the moments where it feels the least like Elder Scrolls to yeah. me. So yeah. like I'm used to like I pick up everything and I dump it in a chest. And, right. Like I have yeah. this massive. Yeah. Board I, I can of put, I can claim any chest anywhere right. I want. Yeah, and so part of that for me was really just that I'm I'm not used to MMOs, but I am used to Elder Scrolls games. So I was like, where's my like. So, so hitting that wall really quickly was was just a little bit of a downer. For me, it was almost, like, very refreshing. Mm. Like, at the minute that I ran out of space and then went to my inventory and realized, oh, most of this stuff is, like, not just worthless, it's, like, really, really worthless. <laughs> um, it freed me from... Because, like, when I... Well, the very first time I played um, World of Warcraft, yeah, I didn't pick up things because it was just like, oh, well, that's worthless. But it's not worthless. It's worth... a. Uh, uh, some amount of gold, especially in the early levels, that's how you make a lot of your money. Right. And so then, so I had to learn after like level 10 when all my friends had money and I didn't, oh, that's what I have to do. But it always felt like, 
but why would I want that? It's literally like a broken cog or something. Mm -hmm. And so this sort of was like, well, oh, cool. There's lots of food everywhere that I could just pick up. But I have no interest in that and crafting like food and stuff. Right. So I, I was free to just like leave it alone. And that felt great. Like I, yeah. it, I still looked in everything. But if it wasn't what I wanted, I didn't. And that felt closer to being a role-playing game. Because in the real world, I wouldn't just, oh, there's strawberries, I need those. Oh, there's yeast, I need <laughs> right. to take that. Like, that's that funny? insane. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just like my, like I couldn't stop myself right. from yeah. doing that. I, I liked would... that the, it, it, it freed you up to decide when and if you wanted to be a crafter and a merchant and all that kind of stuff. You could play the whole entire game without ever touching any of the craft stuff and get a ton out right. of it. Yeah, you um, don't need to craft to get the best armor. You don't no, need right. to. Whereas, I will say it's probably the most efficient way to make money, though. Not is. even selling, just doing the daily quests of crafting. The rinse. Because, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, I sort of, I make, like, 2,500 gold, and I log on, like, just for that. Just after a few weeks. Yeah, I, like, log yeah. off. Yeah, so, interesting. So, and I feel like I'm hogging a little here, but uh, for me, the interesting question that has come out of this experience so far is just to kind of, for me to think about and separate the pieces of this that are seem sort of actively designed to be about perpetuating yeah. people's engagement, right? So, um, and so there are lots of those, right? There's that whole like the crown, crown store, the yeah. And so yeah. every day you get oh, yeah. like here's your crown like potion. Now that's Ooh. a relatively new thing though, right? Because um, I don't remember yeah. that being around a year ago. When right. Because the loot box element wasn't. Yeah, because you know, my because my inventory started to fill anyway. up with like mm -hmm. here's like the crown scroll of. You can experience more stuff for forty-five yeah. minutes, or the yeah. so. So that stuff is like one thing, and then anyway, it's just that line that's interesting to me, mm -hmm. and like which pieces of it are explicitly about how yeah. can we get people to stay and right. how can we get them to spend more money, versus which pieces are about like how can we create a beautiful experience for them that's yeah, you know, if if you're the kind of person, and I think a lot of people that play Elder Scrolls, if you're the kind of person that wants to experience everything a game has to offer, then this game will let you do that. But it, yeah, you're definitely going to be spending money mm -hmm. if that's what you want to do. But I will say that I never felt like, I never felt scammed out of my money. Yeah. Like I felt like I want to give them the money because I want to experience yeah. this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I can't quite put my finger on why. I don't know if it's because I recognize that, yeah, they, because the, you can buy the game for $5 or $10. Yeah. You know, I, I they have to not maintain only, all this content. Yeah. Not only did I not feel like I was being scammed, like I did, I definitely have felt in other games like uh, World of Warcraft and and Lord of the Rings. Lord Online. of the Rings Online did that. It was hor It was just always in your face every time you turned around. They were trying to pressure you into buying something else. <laughs> Here comes an orc. <laughs> Do you want to use the gems to instantly kill the orc? Yeah. It's it's, it's just bananas. Yeah. But I did. I never felt, or I only felt that way a little bit. I mean, we've talked a lot on this podcast about how I don't like when games take me out of the game, and uh, all, all of us kind of, I think, uh, agree on that in, mm -hmm. in a lot of senses. Uh, it, it never, Elder Scrolls very rarely, those types of little things about trying to get you to buy into things rarely took me out of the game. Mm -hmm. um, a pop-up window asking me to sp buy something in the Crown Store sometimes did, but it was easy enough just to hit that Alt key and bam, it's gone. Um, there were only a few instances, in a lot of these other games... Again, World of Warcraft, uh, uh, Elder Scrolls, on, uh, or Lord of the Rings Online, even Ultima Online, which I played ages and ages ago, was one of the very, very early ones. There were all these things where they restricted content, and you had to you have to buy this stuff. And even non-massive multiplayers restrict content to uh, what you need to buy. 
And that's a complete, just such a complete turnoff to me, mm-hmm. especially when it's very in your face like that. And I very, I, I felt like this walked that line really well. Where if I didn't want to, if I didn't want to do it, it was okay because I had plenty of other stuff in the world to go out and just walk around and do. Yeah. So and I, oh, go ahead. So the one time that the game did, I felt the same way that you guys mentioned that I didn't feel pressured. But the one time that it did seem a little bit too in your face, um, I chose to play a thief. Um, and normally, when in a game, when I choose to play a rogue, I choose to play like a, a rogue that shouldn't be a rogue. That like I don't steal things. Like, yeah. the, why did you choose this, Robbie? Uh. Um, but this time, for whatever reason, I decided that I did. Well, I know the reason. We'll get to it later. Um, <laughs> I decided that I I want to steal things a lot, like all the time. And when you when you get caught by a guard, there's an option for clemency that's only available if you right. have the thieves guild expansion. Yeah. And seeing that come up every single time and have it be an option that I can't choose right. felt, I don't know, it, it felt like I, if I had the Thieves Guild expansion show that to me, but since I don't, right. it's not fair. Yeah. I, <laughs> if I could afford it, I right. would be I would totally do that, right? Exactly. <laughs> I play I mean, my play style. My, my play style is very similar. I usually play a thief and I, I do the same thing. And I, it took me a really long time to get around to buying the Thieves uh, uh, expansion. And ironically, when I did... I didn't want to do it anymore. Oh, <laughs> when really? I finally oh, wow. could, okay, when I finally could, I was the what you were talking about. I was the thief who didn't didn't steal. You know, okay. I did, and but mostly on quests. I still do every now and then. I also it, I also got the uh, assassins pack at the same time, uh-huh. the Dark Brotherhood pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in fact, I think they were bundled together. Um, I'm making I'm making the the gesture oh, okay. of stabbing things when okay. I say bundled together. <laughs> so <laughs> they're bundled together. Better um, okay. a bag of cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. One thing that I think this game does suffer from a little bit, and this is a lot of MMOs, but this game I noticed it, especially watching Joe start from scratch is that they give you a lot pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's lots of menus popping up, and yeah. then you go to your start menu, and there's like there's 25 icons yeah. on the top. It's like, my collections, and my journal, and my guild, and the alliance. I still don't know what the alliance war is. It's awesome. I still don't know, <laughs> but I did the battlegrounds for the first time, like, yesterday. Yeah. Like, there's so there's so much, and they right. you reach a certain point, and then they just shove it in your face, and they're just like, go. Go. Yeah. And it was really a lot. It's overwhelming. Because with an MMO, like, you already have, like, a, a, a console, it was a little bit more streamlined. And there's a little bit more, like, yeah. But it's the, still the felt super game. overwhelming. But yeah. there's so yeah. many, like, menus and so many controls. And, and this is an every MMO thing. And it's one reason why I will usually pick one and go down the rabbit hole and then stop until it eventually happens again with another MMO. Mm-hmm. Because there's a learning curve. Um, but because this is an Elder Scrolls game, most... Gamers have played an Elder Scrolls game at this point. Never so there's most, <laughs> wow. I said, wow. four out of five sitting in this um, Four out of five dentists. I also don't recommend Crest. Well, regardless, <laughs> it, it uses a lot of... <laughs> four out of five dentists recommend Marlboro cigarettes. <laughs> it uses a lot of conventions that, like, I feel like are come pretty naturally. But the fact that it's an MMO, like... So I can see a lot of those, of, of feeling that wall of, okay, now there's these daily rewards, and, and that being so obtrusive, having also not gotten past that wall of being able to ignore it or knowing what you can and can't ignore, yeah. um, it does suffer from that a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. 
I'm going to loop back real quick to talk about the subscription part mm -hmm. because I've spent a grand total of $15 on it for like, I think four months because every time I've like picked up the game, it came with some amount of free yeah. uh, subscription with it. Uh, and I actually think that's pretty interesting because I haven't played a lot of MMOs, but this one seems fairly generous mm -hmm. because they've done so much expansion content. Like they'll, they'll release a new area of Tamriel and pretty much everything but the the newest, biggest DLC, which they sell for like 40 bucks, mm -hmm. um, you get access to that with this subscription. So you sort of get all those barriers lifted off. And on top of that, you uh, you get, I think, it's a $15 subscription. I think you get $10 of in-game currency mm -hmm. so. every month. So it's if you're looking at buying the DLC anyway, you can use the in-game currency to then buy the DLC. So you can sort mm -hmm. of subscribe for a few months buying up the things that you want and getting the, the, the sort of benefits. Yeah. It's a really and then interesting just model. It. And honestly, it feels good as a player to get to be able to permanently buy the thing that I yeah. tried while I was on the It makes the me feel less like you, to like to, to seriously play the game that you have to have the subscription indefinitely, yeah. which was always a big turnoff for me. Yeah, me too. a lot like, of games, yeah, you feel like you have to keep doing it, whereas this one, I can do it for a month. And then be fine. I can quit anytime I want. I right. didn't <laughs> think that about doing that. Yeah. That makes me like the subscription a whole lot because more. I, I, have, I have leftover it's currency from last time, and when we started yeah, playing, yeah. Uh, the Thieves Guild and I think... The Dark Brotherhood? I think <laughs> it might have been those. They were both on sale for like 50% off. Stab the cat. So I took like uh, about half of the premium currency I had from the last time we played, and I was like, well, I'll buy these DLCs, and when this month runs out, I'll still be able to play that little bit, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, and I still have currency left over. And I ended up buying another month uh, for the crafting storage. Yeah. Uh, and because I was only like halfway through Vardenfell when it ran out. So, yeah. you know. Our, our first mention of Vardenfell. Vardenfell. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, hearing you guys talk. So, one, one thing is I think my sort of um, inexperience with other MMOs probably means that I'm having a sort of harsher reaction to, mm -hmm. to the any of that. Yeah. Right? But the other piece is like... I can still clearly remember the point at which any games at all came out that had sort of in-game transactions mm -hmm. and how like and like free-to-play games emerged like initially on, on in various places and I was like what is a free-to-play and I was like oh wait and I, I can That's still remember <laughs> exactly. yeah. I can still remember like like my old-school conservative self like crossing my arms and being like I will never play a game like, all games should have one price, that price should come at the beginning, and then the whole game is yours forever. And, like, I still remember really clearly feeling that, and so I'm sure some of that, like, is still lingering with me, that I'm I'm just really resistant to, to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, to having, even, <laughs> even having this conversation to me is annoying. Yeah. Like, it's annoying that we have to, like, Okay, podcast is over. <laughs> that, like, that we're, like, shaping and molding all of this stuff that's, like, you know, the same yeah. thing that slot machines do in, in you know. Well, I, I think that's interesting in how much, like, games have changed. Like, the emphasis yeah. on multiplayer games means that the game's only viable as long as it has a community. Yep. So you have to, one, convince people that this is going to be a game that will have and sustain that community. And then you also have to get them invested enough to actually stick around, mm -hmm. right? Like, if you've played through the ungodly amount of content that's in Elder Scrolls, you know, they, there's a lot there, but you also need a reason to keep playing. So, like, 
having those strong community elements in the economy and the the pvp and the repeatable dungeons but but that also means like you can only play so many mmos or multiplayer games that level like you can only be really good in overwatch and this other game and this other game Before you're Overwatch. not, you know, there's only so much time in the day. You can't play yeah. all the games that come out. No. And so it sort of Sadly, shrinks though. that market yeah. down. Well, uh, and I think it's also that it it feels like even though you, I think you guys, again, I don't know enough about WoW and those other games, but it, it feels like you're making a really good case for why this one is different. But it, but there's also a kind of sameness to it, not just across MMOs, but across like, like so if I think about like Injustice 2, for instance, mm-hmm. right, which is a totally different kind of game. But it has that same like veneer of like here are the things we have to do to make people come back every day and to make, and so I don't know why I'm yeah. I'm not trying to stand up on a, like no, a high. I, I definitely have a absolutely see that yeah. is like yeah. a huge like concern right now, especially on like AAA games. Like there's so many people trying to figure out like what's the best way we can get people coming back, and that's why you see this yeah. in every games and mm-hmm. and it's tiresome. I, but, I think Injustice is a good example because like. Like, definitely the way I engage with fighting games is not the way that the vast majority of people who buy them do, which mm-hmm. I, like, don't play online multiplayer <laughs> right. at all. I do not find it enjoyable. Right. I will never be at a level in which I can get any enjoyment out of the online multiplayer. So that element, to me, I'm like, I don't, like, the, the outfits are cool, but I just want to be able to, like, <laughs> customize my character. Like, yeah. I don't need that sense of progression to play for, for 600 hours. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so that's I think another sort of aspect of that, sort of branching out into other games as more games become multiplayer oriented. Well, to talk about Elder Scrolls Online some more, <laughs> I love the amount of character customization that is in this game and the way that it's handled. Mm-hmm. Um, because we talked about how the crafting mechanics are sort of optional, and it sort of it has to be optional for the way that the crafting bag is handled because of the subscription yeah. model, but. Um, <laughs> But the way that it handled, like, so there's obviously all the iconic races of Elder Scrolls and a bunch of different classes, but also the armor is, like, different depending on what, like, cultural culture, background. cultural background that you're using to craft it. And so, f- the- so for each piece of armor, so, like, for example, a leather helmet, um, you can make it in the styles of all the different races. It'll be the same helmet. But it will have a different a different look, and you can make your whole suit out of that. And then they have well, special what, combinations. What I love about it is it starts doing that, and it feels really it feels really fun to create an armor set, even at the very basic level. Yeah. Like when I'm creating my level one armor, like you can still do that sort of stuff. And you learn recipes for the different the different cultures. You, you I think you know your own yes. race yeah, at, the beginning. at the beginning, and then you have to learn all of the recipes how for how to make them. it for other mm-hmm. cultures, and then for all the special. Uh, super special pieces. Right. So I would have stopped this, stopped playing this game much sooner if it weren't for that specific wow. mechanic. That is yeah. the core of what I ended up doing in the game. It's the whole reason why I started stealing things. <laughs> is, so I, I played a... I played Ooh, that a, armor looks nice. Let yeah. me just... Right. I, I, played a, I played a red guard thief, so I wanted to use medium armor, and all of their armor looks... Gross and ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks like lumpy, boiled leather. Yeah. And, um, and I saw a bunch of people running around like with cool-looking stuff, and I thought, oh, they must be higher level. But then I thought, well, why? Then why are they here in this like starting place? Um, 
And so I did some research online and I found out all about these different racial styles and everything. And then I went to uh, Guild Trader to see, okay, well, let's see if I can find one of these books. And it was one that was pretty cheap and all the rest are super massively expensive. Yeah. Because they're all the specialty ones. Yeah. Right. And so once I found out that like, oh, I can like just steal things from noble people or, <laughs> or like in Daggerfall, there's like ships that are just unguarded somehow for some reason. I could just go and plunder their wardrobes whenever I want. <laughs> and so... Because you're super sneaky. You're super right. Nice. And then I found out like, oh, well, there's there's cool people I can... Or not cool people. Rich people that I can, <laughs> that I can steal from. And they're right not by this outlaw thing. So I can steal from them. And if I get caught, I'll just like run over here. It'll be fine. I out. And I have like a whole circuit of like stuff that I could steal <laughs> just so that I could craft cooler looking armor. Mm-hmm. And then the the next time, so I talked about the, the clemency thing, but the next time that I ran into the uh, guards, no, the DL like the DLC sort of you know bothering me oh. was when I found uh, when I would go online and I would find really cool looking armor, but the ingredients that you needed can mm. only could only come from. Mm. Places where you needed DLC, or you could right. buy them from buy them the guild stores, player. and then they charge right. A lot and then, of course, them. it's yeah. And so, <laughs> so I had already found a way like make lots of money and buy these books, but I it was really only the racial ones that you can that you can buy, and then those ingredients you can find anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, once I got all the ones that I wanted there, then I, you know, didn't really feel like collecting the rest because I don't want to get the DLC. Well, so the nice yeah. thing about that is a couple of nice things. I like that, as we said earlier, the world is so big, and as you go exploring the rest of the world, you'll you'll just find all of those. Oh, sure. So and so I've I, naturally found almost all of them. Yeah, I've got oh, them wow. all. And I was when you guys first started playing, I remember trying like giving you oh, all yeah. my extra ones and all my other recipes. <laughs> what level were you when you enough. had all of them? I still don't. Oh, I only I have Ort, which she is my starting I think, race. I think you might be the and reason why I have so many. Yeah, <laughs> I had. I just I would get them and throw them away because they're, already, they're if you already so have them. common. Yeah. I think I had them all by level six. Wow. Yeah. Because okay, I yeah. just, I, I immediately, yeah, I immediately was like, <laughs> I don't like this armor. I have to stop everything I'm doing because I'm not going to enjoy I this game that. unless I like my armor. Yeah. And so I, yeah, so I immediately started stealing, um, I think before I left that first island, which I can't remember now. And then, and it was, it was okay stealing there. But once I got to Daggerfall, yeah. it was like, oh, this is great. There's noble people everywhere. Right. There's unattended Long stuff all over the place. Yeah, it was great. That's funny. I ended up in a totally different start location. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, still, yeah. I still can't figure out why, though. He started in Vardenfell, which is from the expansion. Oh, right? that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And you... I can't figure out how and why he started there. Yeah. Huh. He didn't like, get any brand options. Brand new, fresh character, like, yeah. origin story. Like, on a slave well, ship so what fa- Let's go around and tell what factions we all played. What faction did you play? The, the Ebon Hard Pact. Oh, I don't remember. No. Oh, faction. Because it, right. it's no. yeah. the races the, the, are limited by the factions, right? Okay, right. what race? So were I remember you? I'll tell you that. What faction you were. I was a woodland elf. Okay, so you were the Aldrimi Demir. Dominion. Yes, the Dominion. Yes, the Dominion. That's me. That's me too. High five, wood elf. Rock on, yeah. Dominion <laughs> brother. That's right. Both Disgusting. Orcs. We're both so, yeah, orcs. The Daggerfall yeah. Covenant uh, or whatever. You kids us. these days. You disgust us. We're also They're both orcs. orc Templars. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's Get so, out of my woods. so brutish and boring. Defilers. <laughs> and we'll get back to that in just a minute. Um, Redguard. So also Redguard Daggerfall. and yeah. Daggerfall yeah. Covenant. So Daggerfall. it's us versus yeah. them. Yeah, that's all right. So Whatever. did you guys, all, was your story, did your story also involve, like, pirates? 
I it's think been a while so. since yeah. I did the yeah. intro, the, but I think cool. so. so. Each region's, I think you always start. Each region's story oh, has their own start where right. you start from that faction. But it was like sort of a deserty town. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, there were pirates in my story too. Yep, pirates in our story. <laughs> Always pirates. I'm I assume, still wearing my well, shaggy pirate suit or whatever. It's so I assume that there's pirates Slaver. because that's Slaver the easiest suit. way to get people on a boat yeah. to go places. Yeah. So it makes sense. The Elder Scrolls likes you to be to start out having been in prison or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Like you're you're yeah. under. Almost all duress. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Almost all of them do that. That goes yeah. all the way back to Baldur's Gate. I was literally just yeah. thinking that. Like, yeah, uh, I, I, I was thinking two Baldur's Gate. Yeah. 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 Wait, what came out first? Baldur's Gate or definitely oh, yeah. Baldur's Gate? Who, who copied who? Definitely <laughs> Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Baldur's Gate is 97, 98? Um, I'm looking it up really quickly. Daggerfall was 96. So Daggerfall uh, might have been first. I, I Daggerfall, you... I don't know if you started as a prisoner, but you started in a... Well, like fighting your way out of a dungeon. In, oh, it was in like fighting pits. Right? No, that was, was the Black original Isle Studios. That was Arena. And now Arena. Yeah. defunct Black Isle Studios. Yeah. Um, That's back when you paid one price for a game. <laughs> so we're starting to be down anyway, in the game. And then we're, we're veering into the idea <laughs> about uh, narrative and the world and, and how the world all works. And I just wanted to talk to you guys, uh, ask you guys a little bit about narrative. Um, that was one of the things that I liked most about this game that immersed me the most and way, way, way more than any of the other uh, massive multiplayers that I've that I've ever played. There were a lot of things that this game did mechanically, uh, uh, conventionally, that that really that, that really served to to immerse me and bring me into that narrative. Things like um, it felt really good in the Dominion quest line when. You become. Hey, keep it down, Orky. We'll talk about yours later. <laughs> when when you're you're doing missions for the for the queen, the the high elf queen, basically, and there's there's a transition of power, and she's become she's trying to get her throne back. Uh, obviously, spoilers, but I'm not really spoiling anything too much. Um, and you're like her special agent who's going out to do these things through your quest line. It felt really, really satisfying. I I could look around me and see that everybody else was running around collecting the same fetch questy stuff that I was, and I knew that they were all players, and I knew that they were doing the same thing. But I, for some reason, I was it, this game allowed me to suspend my disbelief and believe that I was the one that I was the 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 her I was her special agent guy, right? And a lot of these, not just that main quest line, but a lot of these. Uh, smaller individual one-off kind of quests in the middle of nowhere, I felt like I wandered upon this person. I just happened upon this person out in the woods, and they were like, oh my god, my I can't find my husband. And you're like, okay, well, I'll go help you find your husband. You stay here. It felt really... I don't know. It connected to me. Whereas other games, the quest lines in, in so many other games like this, and even non-massive multiplayer games, are like, you there! I need you to go get this thing and bring it back here, and then that's the end of it. So you collect yeah. ten goat hides, and then you bring them back, and then that whole thing, you never talk to that person again. The other way that it reinforced this is, after you've done these quests, you'll be walking down the street in a city that you might not have even been to since the last time you were there and you did the quest, and you'll pass by someone, not even interacting with them, but you'll pass by them and they'll go, oh, you're the one who did that thing. You're, yeah. the, you're, the, you're the queen's dude, or you're the... You're the one who aren't you the guy who did the saved so and so my neighbor? That's Official title, really, dude. The queen's yeah. dude. <laughs> Sorry, continue. 
So those it's little things like that, those little connective narrative pieces that really made a huge, huge difference to me um, from other games like WoW and uh, Ultima Online and, and uh, Lord of Rings Online. So I have a couple thoughts on that. Yes. First one is I feel like this game is really notable in the fact that it's fully voiced. For an yes. MMO yeah. with the scale that it has now, I it's with pretty, famous people. I'm pretty too. sure also John that they Cleese? only have like four or five voice actors for men and four or five yeah. voice actors for women. Yeah. Um, but still, like that's incredible. It's the a amount ton of, of voice lines. Or, orc women and elf women. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I so I was gonna say that I feel like the narrative was really hit or miss for me. There were some little narrative yeah. threads that were really memorable that I loved, but there's mm-hmm. some of them that I'm just like, yeah, I'm killing your dead uncle's sure. ghost it's yeah. whatever um but because of the scale of the game it's really easy to forgive that yeah. how there's a, some really memorable quest lines and some of it's going to be filler but sort of the way that they're spread out and and, and if you really dig into it and pay attention like this does the same thing that all the other Elder Scrolls game did in that there's all kinds of little lore books that mm-hmm. elaborate on everything if you want to know yeah and it's all it all fits together in this big puzzle. But there's just so much of it, it was so hard for me not to feel like I was just running through it as fast as I could because I had so many other things to go do. Yeah. I, and, and that's a... I, I felt that way for a while, and then I relaxed a little bit and mm-hmm. just explored the world more. And that's when I, I started yeah. really feeling really immersed yeah. in getting in character helps like trying yeah, to trying to yeah, get because yeah. i mean when we did orsinium i was super into the narrative because i was like we've got to save these guys yeah. <laughs> like i was <laughs> i got super in character and i was going around doing goofy stuff like taking screenshots at scenic locations <laughs> sure. and stuff like that but uh well, well contrast that with i don't know if, have you guys ever played lord of the rings online i yeah. have yeah. so lord of the rings is the 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 books are just foundational to me they were i got them when i was 11 years old they were one of my earliest memories of reading big you know things that weren't kid books and have played just a huge part in like the person that i that i am i think i was so disappointed with lord of the rings online because it was everything was these boring fetch quests i thought like i'm going to go to tom bombadil's house and interact with stuff there that's a massive that's a dream to me, that would have been a dream to me for most of my childhood, right? Mm-hmm. And adulthood, to, for that matter. <laughs> and then you get there, and it's just these corny, lifeless fetch quests that just are the same thing over and over and over again. And they're really predictable, and he just wants you to go get five of these, I don't know, honeycombs or something stupid. And then you come back, and then he wants you to go get five more dumb things. And, and over and over and over... And even though it was playing into the narrative that I loved so much and was so familiar with with the books, or at least playing with the window dressing of them, it it lost all of that depth by just basically copying what, what World of Warcraft had done with, with all their kinds of quests. And that was really disappointing. I didn't feel that with uh, Elder Scrolls Online. I felt so, way more depth. I think part of that is, there's like a couple issues there. One, World of Warcraft... Uh, became successful like mmos were games for like nerds who hey now i know, I know. <laughs> but but the, the stereotype the way the way an, uh the way the average mainstream person ho- heard about mmos was oh another person didn't eat food for three days playing everquest <laughs> and died right. <laughs> but then but then world of warcraft it became slightly more successful 
acceptable and more, much many sure. more people played it and so I think it's sort of it's natural that a big thing like Lord of the Rings would be like well we want it to be successful we have this big IP what should we do mm-hmm. let's do what World of Warcraft did um, but I think there were there was a huge shift in MMOs towards story later on like Guild Wars 2 did a whole lot with story and it really put you at the center of that's what I've heard yeah. like an actual story which was I think I think Elder Scrolls Online does a much better job than Guild Wars 2. And even though that hurts me to say, because I really love Guild Wars 2. Um, but my approach to... I think having played Elder Scrolls 2, it helped me enjoy all of the MMOs, but especially Elder Scrolls better. Because Guild, uh, in Guild Wars 2, there's your there's like your personal story. Mm-hmm. And every time you get a crest related to it, it's called it's, it has a different icon, it has a different color. It's put in a different space and it lets you know... This is the important thing. This is the thing yeah. that will take you around the world and let you explore the world. And all other quests are sort of just another thing. And all those other quests are generic WoW-style quests. And when I play, when I was playing Elder Scrolls Online, if it wasn't something that I could tell was part of like the big, either the big story about me mm-hmm. breaking out of that prison or the big story about you know this land because uh, you end up with these pirates and these pirates are like going places and they invite you to sail with them. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't related to either of those two things, I just didn't do it. And I think I enjoyed the game a whole lot more because wow. of it. I think if, if I if I went in, if I went along with every single person that ran up and waved and said, yeah. hey, I, w- I would, <laughs> you would have never, you would never yeah, finish. I would never leave. Yes, I, I got to where I could skip all of those kinds too. But I have to say that you skip not playing some of those you missed a lot of really rich... Because there are multiple second level... There, there are quests that are in between those two that you just described, sure. basically. There's the main quest line. There are all these other there ones. There are ones that someone... have their own little arcs, too, where yeah. it's like several quests that go do their own side thing. and then come I back. do enjoy the girl, or the, the woman who's like got her little team of like henchmen and they're like she's always delving into these ruins to go and get some artifact and they all get like murdered yeah. Oh, yeah. I and then she's about like her. like Hammond you idiot you yeah. were supposed to go and get I this because yeah she's yeah. every she's at least she one like, quest involving her in every location yeah yeah, yeah. I do look forward and to, like, there are different versions things. of that all over the world yeah. that you'll 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 find and they all have characters you, you guys are idiots uh, yeah. but it, the game mechanically does an interesting thing that I haven't seen a lot of MMOs do and that's they limit the number of quests that you can take at any given yeah. time oh wow that's cool mm-hmm. i did recently encountered that and that includes stuff like your your daily writs and everything mm-hmm. like that yeah. so to me i feel like so at first i was just really irritated by that because i was like why can't i just list them all out mm-hmm. and then when i'm ready i can go do them but but a lot of times games will have a problem of i will accept every quest when i find it because i'm like okay, well, i'm here mm-hmm. i'll do it yeah. but then when i go to do the quest because i happen to be near it i totally had completely 100 percent separated from the plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 100%. Like I do not care. I'm just going to the markers. Yeah. And limiting the number of quests you can take means that, you know, I, I'll go through and pick like, oh, I'll remember this one. I'll go do this one. Mm-hmm. And I will go out of my way to go do it. Because they also make it really easy to fast travel in this game, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, you can do it. I found out you can do it for free. If well, you they have to, to if, the if you have a gigantic world like this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, that, that definitely helps in terms of limiting the number of quests. But... I still uh, wasn't able to super engage with the narrative consistently. Like, there are definitely it, high It was points. inconsistent for me. Yeah. Um, but I still, I like, all too often found myself, like, clicking as fast as I could through the conversations. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, yes, there are werewolves attacking the town. We're going to go kill the, uh, kill the werewolves. And there's, like, lost spirits. And, like, okay, cool. 
No, let's just do this. Uh, hey, I mean, that's yeah. just all of Glenumbra. That's what werewolves so. do. They're killers. And so, like, I was really disappointed when I would, like, have that realization. I'd be like, I'm just kind of, like, going through the motions. And that would, like, decay into I would just log on to get my daily crafting writs yeah, and upgrade the, the horse mechanic. Yeah, oh, yeah, the daily day. horse bonus. And then, and then I log off. So I, I just do the most boring stuff for, like, 30 minutes a day. I'm sorry, daily bear bonus because of bears. our bears. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's it's interesting that the game allows you to skip quests. So I know, like, the only thing that I missed out on is, like, you know, rich stories and stuff like that, which is what I would expect. I would want to just... That would be the sort of thing that I would want to miss, I guess. Whereas in other MMOs, if you, if you skip quest chains in an area, you're not just missing out on a story or a piece of lore. You're missing out on experience that yeah. you need mm-hmm. to be viable in the next zone. Right. So you I, can't like you can't move on if you don't. I hate that about others. Yes. That, that they that again, it feels like they're railroading me uh, in, into these things. I love and this is extremely so, open world. There is no there as far as I can tell, at least there are no levels. There's maybe like generally these are harder areas it scales right but you it can scales to, to your level right you can probably take on most things it, but if you can't it's it's more because you're level one and you only have three skills mm. but like if you were yeah. or i mean i find more often that it's it's even just because like this is a multiplayer thing yeah, yeah. Like i'll go into a dungeon and i'm like well i'm gonna try and do it myself and i'm like i've been like attacking this guy for like like, ten solid minutes now, and I almost <laughs> right. kill him, but then I kite him too far, and it resets, and I'm like, okay, this is obviously not designed yeah. for me to play by myself, and I come back later. And the ones that are designed for multiplayer are hard, they're and you've got to be on your game. And But they're fun when it works out. Yeah, like we, they some really of are. Our, my personal favorite memories playing the game is when we, we decided we were going to 100% Orsinium, and so we were doing all of the really hard dungeons and stuff, and finding groups of people, and going and doing them with, like, ten people. And having to actually plan, like, okay, this is what's upcoming with this boss, so you're going to go wait over here, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to be running around dodging the things, and, like, those mm-hmm. those moments were really good. They're fun when they work, they're exhausting when they work. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I think that's the way they are with any of those yeah. games. Yeah. And, yeah, that's what makes me wish I played on a console, because that's what I love in MMOs, yeah. is getting a pickup group, and then all of you going into a dungeon. And I love, like... Zoom my camera out a little bit and like being like, okay, we need yeah. healers over here, or like, hey, someone move over here. Mm-hmm. That is a really great moment, but I don't, I don't think that w- I would have been able to do that on a console. Did, so, did any of you play the the PvP in Cyrodiil in the center of the map? Not in Cyrodiil. We opened that area, like we went to Imperial City. Yeah. Oh for no, like no, no, ten minutes. I did, a, I did one battleground quest and then decided so I was a travelog. Yeah, it's it's. We were in Dayton. I usually don't like that <laughs> kind of thing at all. <laughs> Um, I, I don't like uh, PvP much at all, but this was so. I enjoyed I hate the to PvP. say low stakes, but it was mm. it, it it was very forgiving, uh, and I also liked that Cyrodiil and the Imperial City and all that area is again so huge that I could go in and just sneak around this war going on, and I felt like I was the one of those uh, stories about. The, a tertiary character who's telling the story of the war through yeah. their experience in the yeah. war. You're Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, yeah. And it, it felt great <laughs> to sneak did. across this You're vast, vast, vast countryside. And, I mean, it's also gorgeous, uh, which is another thing we haven't mentioned, but it's everywhere in the game is just amazingly beautiful. Um, yeah, for the scale and the, yeah, and that it's five years old. 
You were gonna were you gonna say something? Oh yeah, no, I I just would love to talk a little more about this issue of mechanical scaling, which yeah. is mm-hmm. is like many things a pet peeve of mine. So so I'm interested in not just how scaling happens in this game, but broadly across a lot of different kinds of games that are in this same kind of RPG-ish mm-hmm. mode. And some of them do it, and some of them don't. Um, and I, I, I've been thinking about this since we, we talked about it a little bit the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to make sense of it, right? Yeah. So let's take ESO, since that's the one we played most recently. So you have these numbers, right? So you, like, here's an attack that does 4,726 points of damage over eight seconds. There's a million of those little kinds of numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And as you level up, in theory, and make those numbers higher, that means something. But, of course, if you scale all the enemies, Mm -hmm. then the numbers are virtually meaningless. They're not totally meaningless, but they're virtually meaningless. And I, I just... I can't, I've been trying to, you guys gave some justifications the other day for why this is a good thing. But I just, I really struggle with it because it it basically directly violates one of the reasons why people made games initially in the first place, which was to give people like powerful fantasies about like mm-hmm. being able to crush stuff. Yeah. But when you're always scaling, so well, anyway, I just want to throw that out so that we can talk about it for three minutes and then yeah. we, can, there, we never have to talk about it again. <laughs> no, I, I, wanna, I definitely want to talk about it. It's a really it. interesting problem. And, yeah. and it's a problem, uh, 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 particularly with ESO games, uh, or Elder Scrolls games, because Oblivion was one of the first ones to really, if I remember correctly, was one of the first mass uh, games, mass market games, to put that in. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge change from Morrowind to Oblivion when they when they uh, uh, put that in that made the, made the games... Uh, uh, very very different. Mm-hmm. Robbie, you were gonna say something. Uh, I guess the the question of the numbers. Yeah, I get it. Like that may, but setting that aside, there is, um, like yeah, there's content scaling in that there there's late there's areas that are very clearly for more advanced players. Um, but the, and you could go there as a not, as a beginning character and still do okay. But even though your stats and stuff are are on par, you're not going to do very well because you don't have the variety of skills, and and your armor doesn't have the doesn't have any extra abilities. So yeah. there's a, so there's a value to continuing to play the game to get more armor to get more skills so that you can adapt to these scenarios. I guess no, definitely. I right. think for me it's more the reverse problem. Right. So being a late stage character. Who comes into every single situation still having to fight well, in but, dramatic but it's ways? Not, but yeah, it you, does you would yeah you would be able to take take them out more easily because mm-hmm. you have the vast pool of skills. You can just completely incapacitate them right. very quickly. So that's true but, in ESO, perhaps. I didn't yeah. get high enough to okay. know that. But there are definitely games where that's not true. So yeah. Dragon Age, for instance, is one series that I think does a does a really bad job of this. Right. But also Assassin's Creed, at least the more recent ones do a really bad job of it like you're like level 50 and you come across a wolf that took you 56 hits to kill when you were level one and that wolf still takes you 56 hits to kill at level 50 it to me it's like totally absurdly and that's because you're in a level 50 region so the level 50 wolf right which is ostensibly in the setting it's like it's a wolf it's just 50 miles that way right you know i can't tell you that in eso grade there that's (laughs) very powerful that in ESO, that is not the case. Okay, so, um, so I, I can go up and 
spiders, which took me forever to kill when you I was level one through six. Okay, I can clean them up really quick. But that it's makes it's me happy. weird balancing act though, right? Because they definitely do that yeah. to sort of balance it to where like so if. So Brad's character, your character's level what, like 120? Whatever something. the max is. Um, we, um, uh, it, I think it's like 500 and something. Yeah. yeah. When we join with him, we can play together and everyone contributes. Yeah. yeah. Like he's clearly doing more cool stuff, but we're still <laughs> helping, and it's yeah. still like it's not so. And it's meaningful help. And yeah. I, I don't know the exact math they do, but there's clearly a lot of very careful balancing yeah. to essentially scale up or scale down damage when it's needed to be. Yeah. I was going to say, like, it, it's, I think, just uh, another compromise in terms of making it multiplayer, right? Like, it is. you want people to be able to join a guild, and you have these these veteran players, like, that are invested in the game, can then be like, oh, well, you're, you know, level 10, 15, come 20, whatever. Come with do this. Yeah, come do this raid with us. And they're like, well, I'm not and, high enough level. And, and they're it's like, also yeah, you are. Like, it's fine. Of, and I think we said this before, but yeah. because of because they just sort of open up and let you go wherever, especially if you have all the DLC. Yeah. Um. It, if they had, like, oh, this is a level 50 zone, and this is a level 30 zone, and there's ogres here, and there's wolves here, um, they wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Like, people would go in a certain order while they level up, and that's what they were trying to avoid. I feel like they really wanted it. And to I think they did a good job of, of avoiding that. And it's an interesting balancing act, No, no, though, for right? sure, yeah. And my argument for content scaling would be that um, uh, if me... I'm not, like, the most buff person in the world. If I was about to face a grizzly bear, that would be very, very terrifying. If Dwayne the Rock Johnson was going to fight a grizzly bear, it's still really, really terrifying. <laughs> he has a much better chance than me, yeah. but that's still, like, that's a fight you'd, like, it would be interesting to watch. At the very least. <laughs> He's not just going to walk, you know, walk up to it yeah. and obliterate it completely. And I think that that's what makes, that's the best argument for, con, or for content scaling to me is that, yes, I did become more skillful, and I have a lot more going for me in this fight with this giant spider, but it's still a giant spider, and I shouldn't mm -hmm. be able to just one-shot it, necessarily. I should have to pull out some tricks Sure, I feel like in the context of an MMO, it adds more fun yes, than sure. it takes away. Yeah. Not only yeah. does it add more fun, it I, I think that that's one of the things that lets ESO do a really good job of bringing people together and not feeling like, I can't go anywhere with these guys who are so far out of my league. Yeah, I, I felt from the get-go that I could... And, and that, in turn, invites those higher-level characters to say, yeah, to, to really be open and kind of generous and and not be kind of the snobbery that I, I felt in a lot of Overall, games. the community is really, really positive. Really positive. Um, I had a few weird experiences in the battlegrounds, but overall, but not just like nearly like in so many of the no, other no, games. No, no. If you I go mean, and, it's toxic. If in a people lot of go and ask a question in the global chat, they'll get twenty people answering yeah. them, and then somebody offering to help them on the quest they were right. asking yeah. about, yeah. which is really nice. It's a little bit of an aside, but I feel like it's a side effect of sort of the way that it's designed. Yeah. And, and I think that the scaling is one of the things that contributes to that. Um, the, the openness of the world and letting you go anywhere, the way that you can at least kind of keep up with a higher level character in a crazy dungeon. Um, or those, the, the dolmens uh, the on your maps, they're these sort of spirally things. Those are always just so easy because always there's always eighty five people. <laughs> yeah, but well, th they're easy and they're hard. I mean, they're they're easy and but you can also still die. If you're the 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 really hard ones, I forget what they're called, but they're the skull on the map of the the the, 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 world the big world bosses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, those yeah those, those still kick my ass every time. 
and I, I die a couple of times every time I try one of those. In terms of mechanics that, you know, that at least, that maybe not they're, they weren't designed to do this, but they help out with increasing engagement and increasing, like, potential subscribers. You know, if, if your buddy that just started two months ago can come along and you've been playing since 2015 and you could both play along together and tackle a world boss. Like yeah. that's, and it can yeah. still be fun really cool for high-level yeah. players to play with low-level players. Yeah. I've, I never once felt like when there was a level 14 going toe-to-toe with me against a boss in a dungeon or in one of these world bosses or, a, or one of the dolmens, I never felt their level. I mm-hmm. never felt... Now, narratively, kind of what I think, part of what Joe is saying, that it, it, it breaks that a little bit because I'm, I'm here bashing the heck out of this thing why is this little level 14 even still alive, yeah. right? Um, but if you can suspend your disbelief for that, but then... I, but I don't think it... I think it would take more of a of a suspension of disbelief to believe that this person's 10 years yes. older than me. Why are they holding their own against this yeah. guy? Like, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm fresh out of the barracks. Like, I should be the one. Yeah. yeah. Why is this big rock guy so good? So good? Well, I right. I think that's interesting how that, that sort of changes the, the way you engage in the game lots of different ways. Because, like, making a comparison to the Fallout series, I haven't pl- played the Elder Scrolls series as much, so I wasn't really aware of, like, the level scaling in, like, the single-player games. Mm. But in Fallout, they do it in terms of kind of like a heat map. So just certain areas of the game like spawn higher level enemies. Yeah. So like early on throughout the game Even you Fallout can kind 76, of... Even which is an online multiplayer, does that oh. as well. Yeah, they do explicit like regions. Like they will yeah. tell you this region is going to be harder. Um, but with Fallout 4, it's in Boston and like the place where you come into the game is green. And then it's just concentric circles roughly going out until it gets to like dark red. And you're gonna get wiped away. You can go there. There's no wall, yeah. but you're gonna, you know, yeah. get blown away. So that sense of progression, where I can like push the boundary out further, is really rewarding to me in a single player experience. Yeah. Um, because I want to get this new area to explore, um, and I start getting new equipment, and like the, the enemies I'm fighting are totally different. So part of that set dressing, because I hate that in the new Assassin's Creed games. I hate the fact that this soldier, I'm an assassin, and I kill all these other guys perfectly easy. Um, but I stab this other guy in the face with my wrist blade, nothing happens. He just, like, smacks me. I think um, the difference there is, yeah, is the illusion of historical yeah. accuracy. And, and that's, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. Like, the, the, the sort of, the, the narrative framing yeah. matters to me. So I'm like, okay, those 12-foot-tall mutants with miniguns, those are much harder for me to fight. Yeah. And this but this other rush. guy, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. And so, and just to come sort of full circle, I think for me it's, it's, there is partly a suspension of disbelief issue, but it's also partly just, again, the fantasy, mm-hmm. the experience of progression, which feels satisfying than when you run into mm. a low-level thing and you can just yeah. s- kind of push it aside <laughs> as you move forward. Yeah. For me, that's, that's, I love that feeling. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not my whole experience of gaming, but it's definitely a sliver of my experience that I, I cherish when I, when I go through it. And um, weirdly, the game that I'm, picking for next time <laughs> has content scaling in a totally different way in, in that it's basically streamlines all of there's no way to grind and what is that game Joe? <laughs> I will be mentioning the title at the end okay, of today's yes, podcast okay, good. the uh, so like you empty areas out and then they're just empty and so it gives you just enough to fight to like just barely level up to the next place you have to go and then you can never fight anything at a low level again. Weirdly, hmm. it bothers me less in that context, huh. even though I don't get to go back and like yeah. swipe things away. But anyway, 
that's a sidebar. We're, oh, go ahead, Robbie. It's a small uh, mechanic mm-hmm. that I, I, I don't know how to feel about. The lack of a mini-map, and instead all you have oh, is that yeah, like yeah. compass thing. So on, the, uh, on PC, there are tons of wonderful and mods. mods and add-ons yeah, sure. that oh, are fantastic. There are ways to manage... Uh, we didn't talk about this at all, but some of the economy and like economy buying stuff, and selling yeah. are like vital. Oh yeah, it's it's really difficult to navigate the uh, the the market systems in this game. We won't go into it too much, but just trust me, it is. Um, <laughs> and so you have to download mini maps. You yeah. have to down. Uh, there are combat but, helpers that throw numbers up while you're. And, yeah. That Another really good one is so there. You can spend skill points to highlight. Um, like crafting, crafting stuff, but there's also an add-on oh, that just yeah, highlights yeah, them all, so you can <laughs> yeah. just not spend the skill yeah. points. And totally, totally worth it. But. The same thing bothered me, and I think it's a stylistic choice to make it consistent with the other Bethesda single-player mm-hmm. RPGs, because they've had a general trend of like minimalism in terms of UI. Sure, but but why? <laughs> but still, <laughs> like even, yeah. even in a single game, like in just a single player, let me, player let me game, just like, turn it on if I want. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that. Answer, but I weird. feel like Oblivion yeah. had a mini map. I think it did. Yeah, but, but Skyrim did. Skyrim did not. Okay. Fallout Three Fallout did not. Three or and four Fallout New Vegas. New Vegas. It all uses the same like compass wheel. Yeah, um, and then little markers to show because, what's happening. Like I, even if I if I know an area well, in my head I sort of I see a mini map like in yeah. in a real yeah. world. Yeah. Sure. Like I, I if I know an area well like I know like. There's this stuff here, and if I want to go to this building, I can see it in relation to, like, almost from a bird's eye view. Like, I know it's over here. And, yeah, people have good senses of direction. I have a good sense of direction. And I do think, like, oh, if I go east, which is right over there, I will go towards my next objective. But they're they're both so similar. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, you're not taking away or giving anything other than convenience. Like, and and it's such a small convenience to take away that it's just, it's weird. I feel like, Maybe it has to do with the different map design. Like, that feeling of, of missing something. Because, like, I felt the same way. Right. I'm like, where is the mini-map? And right. thinking about sort of how they handle it in the, the single-player games, the maps are more detailed. So, like, mm-hmm. the the Skyrim map is, like, a, mm-hmm. like an animated yeah. like Google Earth-style oh, okay, thing. So you can see, it's like, the mountains. And, yeah. and all the Fallout maps are essentially, like, GPS, but green. So, yeah. like, you can do, like, oh, okay. this road goes right here, no. and I'm just looking at this but little section. the zooming section. scale was, at least on console, was an issue, too. Like, yeah. oh. I could not get close enough to the map to really get a feel for what was happening. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. True. so I actually am super glad there's no mini-map. I tend to turn mini-maps off unless I just really need it. Because wow. if there is one, I will stare at it and not look at no. the game. <laughs> yeah. I have a huge problem of that. Is I'll just navigate by huh. just watching the mini map and I don't get to see the and, and it's super takes away from my experience. Mm. So I was totally fine with the map. And once I figured out that you could re, that you could like voluntarily zoom in and out mm. on the map, it took me a long time to figure that out. Yeah, it's a little wonky. But, it's a little wonky, uh, but yeah, but it's still just like why not just let people have it that right they like. Choose your, I mean, maybe it is too much to ask, but to choose, do I want the wheel or do I want a, yeah. a mini-map? And, and like I said, I downloaded the, I had the same exact problem and very, very, very early on said, oh, I got, in fact, that was the mer- first mod that I realized that I needed mods. Right. I think the, the console version has add-ons as even, well, but I don't it? know how it works. Even if, even if the mini-map didn't have 
quest markers or people markers, some, sometimes it's just yeah. useful to know what is the shape of this building. Yeah. Yeah. Because if all the faces look the same, but it's, and it's, but it's a, in a regular shape, you can end up on one weird yeah. side and you think... Especially in the towns. Own. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. The, the towns were hard to navigate for that Vesic reason. Vivek City. I, I, Vivek. Vivek City. Yeah. I got so lost in Vivek City. In those Which is a great, a, a great like, uh, uh, testimony to, to how big these places are. I went down, I was yeah. up again, I was turned a full yeah. circle. I couldn't get, I couldn't figure out, literally I couldn't figure out how to get from the upper part of one building. I was like, how do I get down so, there? Yeah. <laughs> did like, you buy the the Verdenfell? No. I think you might have got like did. a special edition on sale or something. I think you that got comes the, with it was twelve dollars. Yeah. <laughs> That's That's okay. It's still this is a mystery. Yeah. I don't um, know, but that's where they started me. Oh, one other thing that I want to make sure that we get to because it was an important thing to me and we've already gone we're like way over time. But Uh-oh. that's okay. Um It's a big game. It is a big game and it's and I love it. So, um, did any of you guys uh, do any of the LGBT uh, related quests? No, I look. I I looked uh-huh. for them for like five minutes and then got distracted by finding crafts. This is a big world. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 they're spread out. This is what I love about the way that they did these. Um, they put them in completely random, middle of nowhere kind of places where you're not expecting them. They don't do any extra fanfare with them. It's not some kind of special thing that, like, oh, this is the LGBTQ kind of quest. Um, <laughs> it's Pride Day. <laughs> that's what Q and, and LGBTQ stands right. for, is quest. No. Um, yeah, exactly. They didn't do a special one where it was because it was Pride Week. They There was Pride no month. rainbow quest marker There was no... Right. Yeah, yeah. They, they, were, they were respectful. They were um, not trendy. They were well handled, and and frankly, the most uh, sort of uh, heaviest and, and and most touching quests in the in the whole game, I think, were some of the ones where there was that element. Uh, there were a lot about a lost love, but there's this one in particular, and again, I'm not spoiling too much because there's so many quests. Um, you're in Greenshade, I think, and there's a wood elf whose husband had had died, and he's an elf, so he's like a Hundred something, hundreds of years old. He's been with this person for for centuries, and this his his husband has died, and you have to go get flowers, special flowers that he liked from a place he can't leave because he's sick, and he needs these flowers to put on the grave or something like that. I might be uh, misremembering because you know, but just the the respect the the respect that they had for that relationship and pulling you into it, and it wasn't cheap. Um, and and it, it it I felt it, and it was really 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 good. Are are same sex couples in the Elder Scrolls world like are they just normal? Like totally no one normal. makes a big deal about Nobody it. Nobody makes okay. a big deal. No. There there is one side quest where someone in a uh, Red Guard I think has a boyfriend, and his dad doesn't approve or something like that. But I think it. But might that's have just been, like he doesn't like the guy. I, not, it's yeah. way more about <laughs> right. that. It's not right. about homosexuality. Right. In fact, it might have been more of a race thing that he was. Had a oh. oh, that okay. makes it okay. better. And, Make Tam real great again. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and okay, that's cool. Which makes even more sense. And there are there are uh, quests with uh, two women who are lovers. Uh, uh, all kinds of uh, mixed race uh, quests and things like that. And they do it in such an evenly handed, mm-hmm. subtle, nice, refreshing way that I really, really appreciated that about it. So that seems like an addition to the Elder Scrolls Online because I've played 
at least Oblivion and Skyrim a decent bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember that. But I didn't remember the quest leveling either. So I want to say Skyrim it, had some... There's at least one in Skyrim. At least one. At least okay. one. Yeah. But it still felt a little... bit Special. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like what you're describing. I think I remember that. What was that game like? 2011? So Fall of 11. Yeah, we've come, up, we've come a long way. Exactly. It's 2019. I mean, that's eight years to... I know. Of... Yeah. of Doing okay stories in there, yeah. and that's like twenty-four re-releases of Skyrim. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Skyrim four K edition. Yeah, um, but no, that's true. That's yeah. Uh, so if you guys element. keep playing, you should definitely look for those because they are good, uh, good wholesome stories. I think. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about how I still have yet to find anybody with a copy of the Lusty Argonian made? I've been looking for it. Oh, well, now I'm going to go home and <laughs> yeah. see if I have a copy. I saw... So, this is totally... I have one under my bed. But, like, the Magus of Vivek City has the stage play. Oh, yeah. An adaptation <laughs> on his bookshelf. Nice. It's worth it to go see. There's right. another thing to go look for. <laughs> um, it's an Elder Scrolls classic. Right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go around the table. Let's do our closing thoughts, because we're over time. Tana, yeah. What was your... What's in a nutshell, ESO? Right. So I don't think I can define ESO in a nutshell. That's that's a lot. Um, But I do think uh, I have a lot of fun with it, at least for a while. Um, I have to take breaks from it, I think, before I come back to it. Uh, But I think it's it's been an interesting thing to explore. It has a lot of elements with, like, games we haven't really talked about, the sort of multiplayer aspect and the 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 sort of transactional aspect and and that kind of thing. Um, And also how it relates to games of the same like half genre like they're not mmos mm-hmm. but they are P- they are rpgs uh so i think all of that has been really really interesting to explore i uh i really like mmos i like considering it's been a long time since i really got into one there's something about like that moment that i remember from like the first time i played an mmo which is probably runescape <laughs> mm. uh, of being like that's a real person that yeah. right there is a real person somewhere else also playing this game and somehow that like magic has never like faded for me like i play an mmo and i'll be like look at that it's person. let's go do a quest together I, uh so it just brings a smile to my face you know i want to throw a quick side note uh-huh. in here my wife carmen played i tried to get her to play right around the same time that you guys were playing and she hated that that there were other people <laughs> like, uh-huh. all around well like, it's just it, to me it's just i don't know it's something that just makes mmos really cool because yeah, it's not me too. It's not that you're competing with each other necessarily. It's yeah. just that they're there and they're having the same experience you are. You know. I, I think that's the true delineator between our two different kinds of social anxiety. Because I'm like, oh god, there's a person. Like, <laughs> that I'm sounds like Carmen. Oh, that's really how I am in real life. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, so, and I do feel like this one has a lot of unique stuff going for it. Um, I never would have played it if it wasn't for the fact that we got it in the humble bundle. I never thought it was anything special, but it really does. It balances that line to me pretty well, not perfectly, of feeling like an RPG where I'm like in my own story, but also I'm in a world that's filled with other people, and it's just huge. So I think it's really a game worth playing if you're interested in like learning, like thinking about MMOs. Um, And I really would you say it's a study in games? Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep playing it. That's Excellent. my last one. Uh, Me too. I, I like it a lot. Um, it's a very good MMO. 
I think it does a lot of things differently than how other MMOs do them. Um, and that's all to, it's like, that's a good thing. That's a, in a very good way. Um, so if you've never played MMOs before, um, this would be a good one to start with. And it will probably spoil any other MMO that you play. <laughs> right. Don't play any others. <laughs> Joe. Yes. So I don't like other people. <laughs> I also realized, by the way, I think I do have a humble bundle copy that I forgot about. <laughs> and I purchased one on Steam and I purchased one on console. Wow. So I got three different You're copies. You're super fan. I wow. Know. Exactly. Bethesda and Zenimax. Thank yep. you. That was my gift. Spent the whole thirty-six dollars. Um, on... No, but but I I don't I'm I'm I really dislike crowds, and I, I was I thinking did. about that as you guys were winding the conversation down. And I think that may be at the heart of so much of what I my reaction is, mm-hmm. is that I just I want to be alone in the wilderness, and sure. and that's what big world games are for me. Um, and so that's probably my best way of describing that that challenge. Um, so I, I want the big world, but I want to be by myself. Right. I 100% get that, and I feel a lot the same way. And this was a game that gave me that big world with people, with other real people in it, and I could completely avoid them if I wanted to, uh, which I actually liked a lot. Um, so my notes, th- this is one of my all-time favorite games. Skyrim is at the top, in the, at least the top three of my, my all-time favorites. I've been playing Elder Scrolls games since Daggerfall uh, and just love them all. And I, this one just really does it for me. Uh, out of all the, mul- the massive multiplayers that I've ever played, this one hits all the right notes. Uh, very few things that, that, that bug me enough to turn me off about it. Um, and on that note... I guess we're going to wrap up. We do need to find out what our game of uh, Season 4, Episode 2, two. is going to be, Joe. Episode 2. Where that you hinted going, at earlier. We're going to play a roguelike. Excellent. My all-time favorite roguelike, Tales of Magiel, I believe is the pronunciation. It used to be called Tales of Middle-Earth, I believe, and Redacted. then they got sued oh, yeah. or threatened That's how that or works. both, right. and now it's called Tales of Magiel. Um it's I cannot remember the developer's name, That's unfortunately, right. but we we'll we'll get it up for next time. Um, it's a yeah, it's a roguelike. It's it's got a lot to think about. I'm hoping you guys enjoy it, but I guess we'll find out. I'm excited to play um, it. If you're gonna play along with us for next month, please play it in roguelike mode. They caved in at some point and put an adventurer mode in where if you die, you can revive yourself. I'm sold only out. Play Do mode. not put that so, in. I'm only gonna play roguelikes mode. only. Need apply. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Tales of Magi slowly next under the table. Month. Tales all of right. Um thank you all for listening in with us. Uh, as as we do every month. If you play this game, if you've played uh, uh, Elder Scrolls Online at all before and you have something to say about it, uh, chime in, in the comments below on our website or on Facebook or on Twitter. Let us know what you think about these things and let us know what you think about our thoughts that we said here in the podcast. And I guess that's it for this month. You guys, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next month. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.